Well, welcome everybody to episode 47 of the Blofeld podcast. We're your host, Alex and Tucker. And this week we had the final race of the Formula One season in Abu Dhabi at the Yas Marina circuit. And it was really, you know, kind of as we alluded to um, at the end of last week's episode, all to play for. The drivers were even on championship points. Uh, Max had the tiebreaker with most wins on the season. Uh, so there was kind of speculation as to what might happen if he and Lewis had another kind of <laughs> coming mm-hmm. together yeah. on, the, on the track again. But that's not really how it played out. It played out in probably a much more dramatic way. But coming into the race, Max qualified first with Lewis in second um, on the front row. And um, could he and have so, done that without Perez's help? Oh, do you yeah. Think? So, so yeah, in qualifying on in Q3, uh, Perez gave Max a little bit of a toe, and that was pr- probably the difference uh, that allowed probably. Max. To- that's I mean, kind of what I thought too. It's tough um, to know how much time yeah. he gained, but he and Lewis were fairly close in their in their final lap times, and so yeah, it probably was true. a difference. And yeah, it wouldn't be the last do. time we'd see Perez be a damn good teammate. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the other thing though, um, that that being said, and and why maybe it was the difference is because when you watch that Mercedes for pretty much the rest of the race or qualifying it was like faster Flying. yeah you know with 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 gusto like yeah, there was yeah. no question that that car was faster so yeah probably exactly. was the difference yeah i mean max max he he had a lot of pace in qualifying but i think it certainly didn't hurt and, and it probably yeah. you know when you're talking three four one hundredths of a second like that's pretty that probably was the difference yeah that's yeah yeah. Um, so race starts out with Lewis and Max on the front, uh, front of the grid. And when the lights go out, it almost looks like Max got a little bit bogged down. Like his, his car was not quick off the line. And, you and, know, we've seen that happen. And right. I don't know if that's his reaction time. If it's like a little slippage, yeah. if it's the engine kind of freaking out for a millisecond, I, I don't know what, but I, I've seen that happen in a couple of races where normally that guy's usually pretty lightning quick or like mm-hmm. kind of equivalent with Lewis off the line. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what to make of that, but I don't think it was the difference in tires. You yeah. know, Max got forced onto these softs because he yeah. locked up and qualifying and Lewis was on the mediums. But mm-hmm. from my perspective, as I, as I looked at that, I, I thought that probably bodes ominously for Max for this yeah. race. Cause I think the, the Mercedes strategy has... was to yeah be on the mediums and then switch. So right, because you basically would like what would probably then happen is Max was gonna have to pit first, and so right. Mercedes could then kind of just sit back, watch what he does, and then just match it. Match them, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they they base they had the advantage because they got to start on the mediums. Um, as you said, Max was kind of forced to start on the softs with everybody then knowing that he's gonna have to stop. You know, twelve fifteen laps in. Uh, to switch mm-hmm. to the hard compound but uh race starts lewis gets the better jump and actually beats max to the first turn max really couldn't do anything to defend it at that point and so yeah. lewis is in the lead after the first turn w- wasn't it basically like on that first lap that then max did the lunge um into whatever turn that was because 
Lewis yeah. got away from him, but then Max kind of kept it, kept it in check, you know, a couple of turns. You're talking they about got, when he had to give, they want him to get the position back. Yeah. And, then, yeah, and yeah, I wanted yeah. to get your opinion on that because even Martin Brundle, you know, who it's, I think, you know, the joke was like, okay, because he's British, he doesn't get that penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, even Martin Brundle, who's British, was like, no, I think he should have given that place back. Yeah. And I, so that's like another question that, you know, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. we're talking about fairness here. Yeah. You know, was that fair? I, so that's the, I don't think it was. So the stewards, once again, kind of come into the limelight in a, in a bad way. It's kind of like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big soccer fan. And when you're watching a soccer game, the worst thing that can happen is for yeah. you to know the ref's name by the end of it. Like you, you don't want, you don't want the game to come down to, to calls by the official. And, and this was one where I think, I don't know why Lewis got a pass on this, but so, yeah. So what happened is Max, Max does a typical Max thing, late break, dive hard (laughs) down the inside. It forces Lewis off the track, but by the time they had gotten to the corner, they were basically uh, kind of you know, nose to nose. They were, you know, no one had ownership of the corner. And so Max goes deep. Lewis is pushed wide, goes off the track uh, and takes basically the runoff area to get back onto the track, having gained multiple car links on Max. Yeah, it did uh, seem like that because he he basically, you know, could have turned back like and made an effort to get back onto the track right. in some proximity to where he went off, but he kind of like turned he just right went straight. Yeah. And then just went like down the track to rejoin it, you know, and, and added and, probably four, you know, five car lengths, like you said. And it was befuddling because the argument from the stewards as to why Lewis was not, we've seen this a lot, you know, if a driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rough, roughly the rule says, if a driver leaves the track and gains an advantage in doing so, they have to give the position back. <laughs> yep. And and so it made the the stewards basically said, at least this was what Michael Massey was saying, the stewards said, was that all the advantage that Lewis gained was given back over like the subsequent lap. Yeah, because he kind of slowed down a little bit. Slowed, but, Only enough to let Max get within like but, half a second or something. What the right. hell? <laughs> and that was my that was my where I disagree with is like, look, they were even going in the corner. So if yeah. you want to say that he has to give up back all the advantage he gained, then he needs to let Max get all, alongside of him again, which yeah. he never did. And um, didn't this happen uh, you know, the weekend before, like where Max went off the track and they're like, Oh, you gotta give it back. So give yeah. it back. Well, that's what led to that to crash. Him. That's what led to the yeah. crash. You know, they they were trying to, he was trying to give the position back strategically. Um, so kind of, you know, speaking of rules that mm-hmm. if we we're going to call it a rule and it's going to operate this way, it's right. confusing when there's, you know, nuance to it. Oh, well, you just got to slow down a little bit. I know. And then, you, I, you know, again. it's either you give it all back or you don't. Mm-hmm. you know in essence so well it's it's like you know we were talking before we started recording and and i said you know if rules aren't applied consistently then they're just suggestions and you know you can't you can't have that yeah a, there's going to be nuance i realize it's not always black and white 
but when but in a case that's pretty obvious in my opinion and martin brundle you know like you said seemed to <laughs> say the same thing and i think Kareem yeah. Chandok, uh you know also kind of said the same thing like it's surprising yeah. that he didn't have to give the position back now based on True. mercedes pace i, I don't know that it would have mattered no, I think he would have been, and that, and that's where you know, in those kind of scenarios, it's like, okay, just give it back, mm-hmm. and then beat him, you know, right. pass him. Like now, uh, now, if Max, having seen that the Mercedes had more pace, was given the position back, it would have given an opportunity to crash Lewis out of the race. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, the Mercedes very obviously on the day was going to walk the Red Bull. I mean, they, and we'll get to some of the other strategies they tried, but. Which is fascinating because, you know, last year it was basically the opposite Mm -hmm. at the end of the year. And uh, Max was, um, you know, finished that race in first. Yeah. And boy, it just looked like the Red Bull was walking away from the Mercedes. So what Mm -hmm. a difference a year makes. I know. Yeah. So, so that's a, it's a very good point. So we had controversy kind of right out of the gate. And then Antonio Giovinazzi has some sort of mechanical failure that led him having to retire, but he pulled off onto the side of the track um, in one of the runoff areas, so they had to do a virtual safety car, at which point I think that's when Max first pitted, wasn't it? Yeah, might have been, or it might have been his second pit. I can't, I can't recall. I think yeah, he went on maybe like Max pit like clean. four times in this race. Yeah, <laughs> like remember. he went on new uh, hards, like a fresh set of hards at that point. Yeah. So then at, at that point, Max is playing catch up, but Perez, having not pitted yet, is still in front of Lewis. Yeah, and that was crazy. Perez, so <laughs> Perez is basically told to defend the best he can to slow Lewis down to allow Max to catch up a little bit. And I kind of thought he was like going to be screwed and just get fast on a straight and been like, I tried. <laughs> I know, I know. It, uh, this defense was up there with like what we saw with him and Alonzo. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's right. It, defend he, like a lion. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he defended through a couple corners Lewis passed him and he thought, oh, that's it. But then he makes this amazing move to force his way down the inside and regain position to really make Lewis kind of waste time passing him again for another couple turns. And he could do that because he wasn't like a back marker or anything. I mean, he was leading the race. So they were racing. Right. They're racing. Yeah. It wasn't like a blue flag situation. Uh, (laughs) And so, you know, all this, all the while, Max is gaining. And I think he gained like. You could see him, yeah. <laughs> he gained like four or five seconds at least. Well, Lewis up. had to be I mean, careful because, I mean, if he would have lunged or tried to gotten around him in kind of desperation, he might have clipped a wing, might have right. made contact and blew a tire. Yeah. So it was in yeah. his interest to be, you know, conservative during this, but he definitely needed right. to get around him. Yeah, since Lewis didn't own the tiebreaker, he knew that if he did anything to damage the car or or crash out of the race it was over yeah, so was he over. had to be aggressive but not overly aggressive yeah and so anyways perez does an amazing defense but lewis eventually gets by him and starts building a lead and yeah by, exactly starts building the lead again by lap, these are on the same hards you know? right exactly they're you know they're getting to be quite old at this point you know supposedly pirelli said the hards would go for like 50 laps um yeah but but the you know, 
who knows, you know, and you're always kind of wondering like, oh, is he going to get a puncture? I think Lando Norris yeah. ended up getting a, a slow puncture from some uh, kind of sharp curbing. And yeah, uh, yeah, so the Mercedes right. guys were like telling Lewis, you know, hey, watch out for the curbs on turns, you know, 15 and 16 or, you know, whatever they were. And I, and, and I can't remember at this point if Max is on like the, I think he's on the fresh set of hards. And so I was watching and I'm like, you know, we're at this window where you're thinking, okay, if he's taking out a second a lap, which, mm-hmm. you know, if the cars were equivalent yesterday, you right. know, and he's on fresh hards and Lewis is on these hards that have been, you know, rolling for 40 laps or whatever, yeah, that he, you'd, you'd see these, you know, seconds getting carved out, but, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, was I like mean point two, point three, maybe point four. Yeah, he was, you know, basically he needed to be taking out like an eighth of a second per lap. Big chunk. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the only time he got close to that number was when Lewis was going through some of the back through, markers yeah. and getting slowed down. Yeah. And but then once he cleared the traffic, he was sustaining about a fourteen second lead. And yeah. this was with the like six laps left to go. Yeah, and that's when, you know, they did a the interview with Christian Horner, and he was like, well, we're, you know, basically going to need a miracle at this yeah, point. Yeah, the racing it. gods have to smile on us, <laughs> which they did in the, <laughs> for, did. in the form of Nicholas Latifi, who, you know, we know the Mercedes-Williams connection, so it's yeah. ironic that yeah. so Nicholas Latifi <laughs> is fighting with Mick Schumacher. Schumacher... Over- <laughs> yeah, Schumacher basically causes Latifi to have to go off the track into kind of a dirty part of the track where there's debris and whatnot um, that gets picked up by the tires. Well, that that debris on the tires is going to make them lose grip. And so on the subsequent left-hand corner, Latifi loses the rear end, spins out, hits the wall, and his car is basically Kaboom. stuck, yeah. you know, Right in the racing track, line. Right in the racing yeah. line. So, you know, they have to bring out, this is on lap 52 or something like that, of 58. <laughs> yeah, of 58. And like so they bring out the safety car. Yeah, because the crane's got to come out and lift yep. the car up and get it off. So and they, they got to bunch everybody up. Carbon debris and all that sort of stuff. And so at this point, it's I'm thinking like, okay, yeah. you've got a car on track and debris like, are we just going to finish under a safety car? Cause like that's five, five laps is not that many. No. Yeah. To, to, to clear, clear you know, something, clear it, all yeah. up, clear it all up. Well, Max, you know, at this point, Red Bull have literally nothing to lose. And, and, and one so, thing I just want to interject really quick here. I saw a yeah. comment and we can talk about this when, when we're done. Yeah. Should it have just been red flagged at this point? Would that have been the more yeah. you know, simple way to, fairly end this like let everybody pit switch the tires put everybody back out and see what the hell happens you know right just food for thought yeah uh it's a good question so max goes in into the pit and gets a fresh set of soft tires thinking okay if i have say the safety car ends with two laps to go i have two laps on fresh softs lewis is on 40 lap old hard compound tires like I'll have, I'll at least give myself a chance. Basically, run like two qualifying laps, like balls to the wall. Yeah, not and there was some the tires. Some reason Lewis couldn't pit at this point. They'd lose track position. I guess I don't know. They, yeah, basically, if Lewis were to pit, they would lose track position to like uh, a 
to whoever Ferrari was or something or yeah it must, it must have been signs in, in signs Ferrari, maybe okay yeah. third. um but anyways they didn't want to right. compromise their track position because in their mind we may not actually get a racing lap again yeah, and if yeah, we, yeah. and if we do it's going to be you know max is going to have to get past because having pitted, he is now behind five or six other five other yeah. cars. Um, so Max, if say there's one lap to go after the safety car pits, well, he's going to have to drive past five cars. Granted, they're going to be getting blue flagged to move out of yeah. the way, but they're still having their little battles amongst each other. Yeah, yeah, be a clean pass line for them. Yeah, and so he's going to lose time getting through traffic. And so from Mercedes' standpoint, they're saying, hey. It's unlikely that even on new softs, he's going to be able to get past five cars and then challenge Lewis yeah, within a lap over or one lap. Yeah. So that's the mindset. So what actually happens is Michael Massey, the race director, makes the decision that on lap 57, he's going to let the cars that have been lapped pass the safety car to get out of the way. And initially uh, he didn't. He said no to that. Initially he, he said no to that. Then he changed his mind. Probably realizing that if if that kind of mm-hmm. d- doesn't occur, then it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I it's going to end under a safety car. Yeah, basically, I guess. Uh, and or, or if he doesn't, it, the, the race is kind of predetermined, you know. It's so over. The problem is he makes that decision, but he doesn't give sufficient time for all the lap cars to pass the safety car before it comes into the pits. So functionally what ends up happening is the five cars between Lewis and Max make their way around the safety car. I think Dana Ricardo, Mick Schumacher, and maybe Seb Vettel were other yes. three other lap cars that did not get around the safety car. They didn't even pass Max. So now You've got Max right behind Lewis, Max on fresh softs, Lewis on old hard compound tires, and they bring the safety car in. If they had if they had waited until everyone had passed the safety car before they brought the safety car in, the race would have been over. And so they made a decision. They kind of half followed through with it in terms of letting the lap cars around the safety car. And the predictable happened in that Max on brand new soft tires takes yeah. off, gets around Lewis and wins. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just... You know, and here's a question for you thinking about when you, when you put, laid it out there so eloquently as to what happened. I mean, were they, are they, I was joking with people like, you know, the only other organizations I've known that can engineer this amount of theater is like Broadway and WWF wrestling. <laughs> right, You know, yeah. like... Did, yeah. Were they up there like, okay, let those guys pass so that these two are right behind. Okay, now bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Like, yeah. was it all just, you know, engineered that way? I mean, one one thing that did go through my mind at, at, at this point is, first of all, like you said, Michael Massey is probably going to walk away from this and, and just say, you guys don't pay me enough to deal with this shit. Yeah. But probably to some extent, he didn't want, maybe on his hands, the the victory or the loss being ascribed to him. So yeah. if you put these two together and you say, you effers have been screwing around all season, deal with it. It's up mm-hmm. to you guys. You guys solved this. Which and is I actually think, what he told Toto. 
And, and I think like, I, I, I do understand that. I, I do get that there's some, you know, questionable interpretations here, kind of like that first thing with Lewis that may or may not have, you know, in a right. theoretical world had some kind of impact on the end of the race. Like the, like we were saying before we got to discussing on the, on the podcast here, ideally, you know, this decision on, like you said, race four of a season, you let the race finish behind a safety car. Okay. Who cares? There's whatever, yeah. 18 races to go or something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, it'll sort itself out. But the fact that we were still in this, they're equally tied. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both excellent drivers. Frankly, right. I think this would have been a year where you probably could have had a shared championship. Yeah. Not that that's possible in F1, but that's in essence like what it came down to. These guys were so freaking like leg and leg with one another. Yeah. And it all came down to this technicality crap with decision making and stuff to, to kind of like fiddle out a victor. Well, the thing that the funny thing too, is like, you know, I I am a hundred percent certain that their decision-making on this all came down to not wanting this, you know, amazing season and behind yeah. a safety car. But here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an entire effing race behind a safety car at Spa. Yeah, I know. Which Max won. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, again, I, you know, we talked, we touched on the fairness thing with Lewis not having to give the position back. And to me, this is just another example of yeah. you're not applying the rules consistently based on the desired outcome you have whether it's more drama more theater for the netflix documentary whatever the (laughs) whatever the case may be and 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 it's like i said to you like max and lewis did not decide that this race should end that dramatically yeah tv crashed so it's not their fault it's a safety car yeah uh and And, and the fact that this was in my opinion engineered by the race director and the stewards to be dramatic at the end is not fair at all to, to Lewis. Now, you know, I, I get that Mercedes are the bad guys and everyone's sick of seeing them win. I totally get that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the new England Patriots either, but, like, <laughs> I, but, but I also or the Yankees. I, I, yeah. I hate unfairness in sport. And I, like, and I get that. And, you know, I thought that I raised a good point in our discussion before the podcast, also where I said, you know, unlike football, this doesn't stop. Right. Like, that you is can't true. sit back, pour a cocktail, mm-hmm. look at the footage, pause yeah. everything, unless you red flag it, right. and say, like, what is fair here? You're I mean, totally you right. I mean, basically had a millisecond decision to make, kind of like, you know, these guys when they're coming into a turn at 200 miles an hour. Do mm-hmm. I lunge? Do I break? Mm-hmm. It's like their brain almost isn't working. And they're just right. like, their instantaneous decision was effort. Throw yeah. it back to them. They finish this. You're, it's like you're totally, you're totally right. And, Pretty and devastating soccer. comment to Toto when he was basically like, we are racing. Yeah. We went racing, you know? Right. And it's like, I, I kind of, kind of get it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, 
I, I don't envy that job. I would not yeah. want that job. And anybody who thinks that's a glamorous <laughs> job and wants that job is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's an excellent point. You know, in football, you have coaches' challenges. In soccer, you have the VAR review system for things like offsides and penalties and stuff like that, where you can look at the footage and determine the correct course of action. You know, this was all, you know, he's doing this, making this decision yeah. in real time with, I'm sure, Red Bull on the phone oh, and Mercedes on the phone <laughs> and everybody lobbying their position. Michael, Michael. <laughs> right, yeah. And so I, I think it's... That's where I think in hindsight, it's maybe a red flag would have, this might, it wasn't necessary, mm-hmm. but you do a red flag and you just restart the race. Yeah. Lewis is in front. Max is in second. They both go on whatever the hell tires they want. And mm-hmm. they've got five laps to sort it out. That's maybe what they should have done. Yeah. If, if they, if they had had the time to sit back, pour the cocktail, think things through diplomatically how's this going to wash out this way or that way maybe mm-hmm. that would have been like get that car out of there line right. everybody up like we freaking did in saudi arabia three or four times and right. then just let them sort it out and everybody yeah. could live with that you know but yeah it's just all this like instantaneous decision making you're trying to come up with and the, you know right. poor guy <laughs> yeah He's just like, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, I I think he 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 didn't want to be he didn't want to be the reason Tired. one person or another won, but yeah. he was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, and I mean, I'll, credit to Max and for Red Bull for taking chances, but you know, I saw a lot of people saying like, wow, like you know, Mercedes, you know got out strategized by Red Bull and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, Red Bull could do whatever the hell they wanted because they had nothing to lose. They were yeah, they were exactly. losing the race by 14 seconds. That was seconds. their strategy. Nothing to lose. Let's got just nothing do to it. lose. Let's try See it. You know, if yeah. Max if, if Max was if Max was two seconds behind Lewis in the exact same scenario, he doesn't pit for softs and, and go behind five or six back markers like no way yeah yeah no way no no i agree and you know like i said to you and i I think this really rings true now what you and i have learned in this season is that you know f1 is all is definitely all about driver skill but it is about the officiating yeah and more so than i've ever any in any human endeavor um things are not going to go well. And I think the closer two competitors, two teams are, unfortunately, the more it falls into the officiating category. You're Um, totally right. I mean, ever since I started watching F1, you know, in detail, Mercedes has been the team. Yeah, they've just been dominant. And and even before then, Red Bull was Sebastian Vettel. So, like, when you have one team that's just walking away every single race... There's nothing to officiate, right? There's nothing. There's no, yeah. And like anything you're officiating is like something between two mid pack teams yeah, exactly. that no one really cares about. <laughs> and so, like, the officiating stuff doesn't get put in the limelight until you have, yeah, but as you said, a, 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 a race between two drivers that are so evenly matched that, yeah, any little thing can, can tip the balance, you know. And and that's kind of when you look at, I, I think it kind of speaks for itself, <clears throat> you know, Lewis having 
whatever seven world championships under his belt in in this human endeavor that's pretty impressive i mean obviously they were an absolutely dominant team for him kind of not to have gotten screwed out of one until this point which kind of in essence it 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 feels like happened here is that yeah he kind of got screwed out of one Um, right but that's like i said these guys were so evenly matched this year and Mm -hmm. punch counter punch Mm-hmm. That it might might as well have ended up as a tie. I mean, in my mind, there's two world champions that came out of this. They are just yeah. so freaking it it evenly matched that it took like a bunch of crazy chess rules to figure out who was a winner here. Right. Technically, a winner, you know. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So, at the end of the day, we have Max as his first world championship. You know, Lewis finished second. Do you think the end result was fair? Oh boy, I honestly, I, I do, I do get this feeling. Like when I look back at the season, um, you know, Lewis was the cool, the cool head, mm-hmm. and Max was the hot head. Mm-hmm. Max was kind of playing, you know, to lose. You know, he had nothing to really lose here. He had mm-hmm. a title on the line, mm-hmm. and I feel like he he bent the rules a lot more, mm-hmm. um, and you know, he acted in ways that didn't seem very safe, um, you know, in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I think Lewis had the, you know, the ability to be the cool head here because he was a seven time reigning champion. He didn't really have right. anything to prove. Right. And so he could sit back and, you know, kind of be level headed about things. And so mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I understand the roles that they are in. Max is a young guy. You know, maybe this is his only chance. Maybe Red Bull shits the bed and they're redesigned mm-hmm. for a couple of years and then he just kind of ages out of it or whatever. And so right. he's all in. Lewis is kind of cementing his legacy at this point. You know, if he mm-hmm. gets the eighth win, great. If he doesn't, he's still probably one of the he is one of the best F one drivers in history. So right. when I look when I look back on it, I definitely feel like Max had the edgier racing. And sometimes it didn't strike me as super fair. It, it got a little ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from, from that perspective, it, it does feel like he kind of forced the win just, you know, by sheer brute or anger low. and <laughs> yeah, crazy driving. So is that fair? Uh, I don't know. I think he definitely <laughs> wanted this probably more than than lewis did at this point i mean Mm -hmm. he was literally in some of these you know passes i mean look at what the hell happened in silverstone i mean that guy got thrown into the wall at speed like taking his life into his hands right some of these crazy passes and lewis most of the time is like screw that i'll drive off the track or get out of the way i'm not gonna kill myself to get this you know next world title right what do you think i mean what's your perspective Uh, i think lewis is screwed I mean, I know you can argue, you can certainly argue it both ways because there were so many incidents and odd decisions and inconsistent rulings and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you had two drivers that were tied on points and one driver was up 14 seconds on the other driver and a decision was made to let five cars pass the safety car so that his rival could be right behind him at the restart on soft on brand new soft tires like i don't see how he's not getting completely screwed there 
Um, and, <laughs> I know. And, and I, I've uh, made no secret that I, I don't like Max's personality. I don't yeah. like the way he drives. I mean, he's undoubtedly incredibly talented, but I think he puts himself and other drivers in danger the way he drives. Uh, and I don't like Christian Horner. Uh, I, I don't particularly like Red Bull as a team. Um, yeah. So I am, I, I can't say I'm completely unbiased, but just on the, the facts of the case of how things played out at the end, I think, I, I don't know that I can comment on the entire season because there was so much, but if we're talking about who deserved and should have won the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, I think Lewis, like without yeah. question. So, yeah, no, I, I think that that's, you know, kind of where, you know, these all good things, all stories, you know, eventually come to an end and the, you know, final punctuation mark on this season wasn't super pretty. I think from the officiating standpoint, I'm sure they would have loved, you know, to have seen this end without that last safety car, without those yellow flags and Mm -hmm. just Lewis, you know, eats up the victory and it's, and it's definitive. Yeah. Um, So I, I, I agree, the, you know. At the end of the day, I think uh, Nicholas Latifi's chance of ever getting a Mercedes seat are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Toto, that guy with smashing headsets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, saw, you know, I the, saw someone comment, like, Latifi is going to be in line for a Toro Rosso seat next se- <laughs> the season after next. <laughs> oh, man, people are seeing red over there. The, the thing about it, though, is, I think even going into next season, mm-hmm. you know, there's still a lot of momentum behind Mercedes. I mean, Russell seems oh, yeah. like he's going to be very good in a good car. Mm-hmm. Lewis is still an exceptional driver. Um, Mercedes just seems to have this methodology ironed out for continual excellence every season. So I don't see them necessarily shitting the bed. Um, and then, you know, who knows after that season if you know Porsche and Audi get involved in this? Uh, mm-hmm. Those are should be big teams with a lot of money with yeah, some good drivers. Be. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get some you know a new era of dominance from somebody unexpected. I I don't know. Well, and and then you've got uh, the uh, the FP two driver, the guy that's won he won this year, uh, Piastri. He he apparently I don't know a ton about him, but apparently he's like won the championship in every division uh so far, kind of on his ascent up the uh up the wow. up this ranking. So supposedly he's he's gonna be the next real, you know, big guy yeah, character. Yeah. So yeah, I mean in a matter of a year or two we could have we could be talking about somebody, you know, completely different. You just never know. But yeah, it, I mean at the end of the day, this was what a hell of a season, fighting season I've seen. Yeah. Um, tons of drama, tons of... It was just great theater. I mean, it was like... Great theater, yeah. I, I said to you, if they made this into a Broadway production, I'd buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so well, I could relive the high drama. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I watched a, I watched a documentary about um, <clears throat> Bayern Munich, the soccer team. Mm-hmm. And their executive, they were talking about you know, the, the team. And he said, you know, I know some, some football fans will kill me for this, but 
it is entertainment. It needs to be entertainment. <laughs> and, and that's what, I mean, that's how I, you know, that's kind of what this season in F1 was. It's like there were questionable calls, stuff that didn't seem fair, all, you know, everything we've just talked about. But at the end of the day, the one thing Boy, it was it wasn't was not entertaining. <laughs> it was. I think I, you know, I said that to my dad this morning uh, when he was asking, like, who won? And I was like, you know, that's got to be one of the craziest sports seasons I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, regardless of the competing yeah, um, sport, that was just bananas. Just yeah. bananas. I totally agree. <laughs> Well, we have concluded an amazing F1 season. Uh, yeah. And we'll be back next week with uh, getting back into automotive news. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have any we'll give, this, we'll give this stuff a break for a while. Uh, we've, we've, got a, we've got a list of some of stuff to talk about, yeah. so it should be pretty fun. But uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, everybody's blood pressure will have gone down, down. <laughs> 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 next week, maybe. Yeah. Except for Lewis, I think maybe not. Yeah, and Toto. And Toto. Toto, yeah, Toto's going to need therapy. I think. He's going to need to go pump some serious iron on this offseason. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to come back looking like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Terminator. I'm yeah, back, we Michael. Need <laughs> we My need to talk. <laughs> oh, man. Where's John Connor? <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, that is it for us today, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Blofeld Podcast. Um, be sure to rate us and follow us on iTunes or Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back next week with some car news. Until then, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.